When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. It's officially that time of year, folks. Time for us to run back one of our favorite segments here on the Cracked Interviews podcast. We have officially reached the NCAA Sweet 16. As such, we are officially ready to unveil our Cracked Racket Sweet 16 press row, where I will attempt to speak with one representative from every remaining Division I team still alive in that NCAA team event. Now, in the past, we've tried to speak with head coaches exclusively. I wanted to mix things up. We've been so fortunate to speak with so many of these head coaches, not just in the past, but in this 2023 season in particular, that, again, I wanted to hear a different perspective on where each of these teams currently sit entering this Sweet 16 weekend. As such, yes, you'll hear from from some head coaches, but you'll also hear from some assistant coaches. You'll hear from some players over the next few days on this podcast. As again, I try to prepare all of us college tennis fans for the start of the NCAA Sweet 16. Before we get to today's episode, have to give a massive shout out to the support we get from our friends at Turna, who not only support this podcast, they support each and every week's episode of The Deciding Point and support tennis players everywhere by providing, simply put, the best grip available on the market. There's a reason all of us as tennis fans can identify a Turner grip on someone's racket. That iconic trademark blue color, it glistens on each and every tennis court. It's utilized, of course. It's also the best in the business, the most durable. It gets tackier as you sweat. And now they've got the latest iteration of their Turner grip as well as Turner has unveiled. Turner Tough, it's just a better version of that Turner grip all of us has come to love. You can, of course, find Turner Grips wherever you shop for your tennis supplies. And look, the next time you got to change your grip, know that Turner not only provides the best in the business, they support our podcasts here as well. So the least we can ask you to do is support them also. A massive shout out to our friends at Turner. Be sure to check out the latest iteration, the Turner Tough Grip today. With that said, let's get to it. Here is an episode from our 2023 NCAA Sweet 16 press row. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here on our Crack Racket Show, a coach whose team enters the NCAA round of 16 on a 13-match winning streak, the latest two coming this past weekend via a 4-0 win over Youngstown State and a 4-1 win over Notre Dame. Of course, you all know her best as the head coach of the University of Michigan women's tennis team. I know her best as Aunt Ronnie. Welcome back to the show, head coach Ronnie Bernstein. Coach, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing great, Alex. That warms my heart when you call me Aunt Ronnie. I appreciate that. Well, of course. I just, there are a lot of Ronnie Bernsteins in my life, as you might imagine. And so I always appreciate getting the chance to chat with you. I more perhaps pressingly appreciate your tolerance of my nonsense since a lot of it is directed your way. But obviously it was a pleasure for me to get to watch your team compete at the Big Ten tournament. I'm sure it was a joy for you to watch your team complete another undefeated Big Ten season, you know, to win that championship, to run through the Big Ten season unblemished. What does that mean to you in this program? Yeah, it means a lot. I think, you know, our kids come into the program, you know, that's a goal of theirs um, when they come here. And, you know, it's a long, tough season um, in the Big Ten. And it, it was, you know, a testament to the girls and how hard they worked that they could come through the regular season um, and then still get it done in the tournament. I'm super proud of them. Mm -hmm. It does seem to me, and this is not to disparage Michigan teams of past, because there are a lot of great groups that you've coached over the years. Is it fair for me to say there's just a love this group has, a joy they play with? And I know our job is to analyze tennis, talk about wins, losses, matchups, etc. But so often it does come down to those extracurricular things. Does the team trust one another in the crunch time? Does the team love each other enough to get through that stage? And it feels like this team unequivocally has that in spades. Like beyond any strength on the court— this team trusts each other to get the job done. Is that a fair assessment from afar? Yeah, I think, you know, I feel that as the coach here, you know, this year has been everybody sort of contributing. You know, there's been years past where we were strong at certain spots, um, but there's no real hole in our lineup. Um, and then you get that trust amongst each other when they're out there. Um, and nobody will let a match go. You know, you'll see... Um, you know, we can lose a first set and we're going to we're going to try and flip that match and, and stay out there as long as we can for each other. So um, I'm happy that you see that from them. We we feel that every day. I know that this this group and, and coaches say it all the time that their their group is super tight and they get along. This group does. Um, and, um, you know, it makes my job a lot easier because we go out there and have fun every day in practice. Um, but this is a tight knit knit group for sure. Um, and that's a big reason why we've been, we've been so successful this year. You talk about not letting a match go. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be at this match, but number two doubles, Ohio State. Lily and Julia are down 5-2 in that set. You know, after a year where in 2022, respect, respectfully, you know, I'm sure doubles was tough. Like it be was nice, just, Alex. Yeah, nice. yeah exactly. I'm, uh, tough is the operative word. But again, it's turned around this year. Doubles has been a massive point of success for this team. Talk to me what's going through your head down 2-5. And again, to see Lily Julia flip that, what that did in that 4-2 victory. Yeah, and that's a great example of, you know, willingness to stay out there and figuring it out. Um, a lot of times, you know, 5-2 seems like a big hole and it is, but it could be one break of serve so you know if you can break back you know you're right back in the match so we just try and keep them calm i mean we, we did it again again against notre dame this weekend we were down five two at one and pulled the match out and won the doubles point so you know it, uh you have to get to six and five doesn't do it so um we're just going to keep fighting and um the doubles has been a uh We've seen vast improvement, um, but the the skills are, you know, the same. We've been working on the same stuff. We haven't changed what we, we work on. Um, it's a confidence thing now. 
Um, you lose a little bit of confidence in the doubles, and that's that's kind of what you saw last year. And this year we have confidence, and we feel like we're in every doubles point. So, um, yeah, you know, it's the doubles point definitely helps us because we're we're tough to get four points against. I think. Well, let the record show. Why do I call you Aunt Ronnie? Because in the midst of the podcast, you go Alex, be nice, and like, <laughs> how many times have I heard that in my life? Too many. Um, and so again, I'm, I, I just know what's like, coming from you. So. Yeah, exactly. I just feel comfortable. Um, speaking of changes, though, again, you had a lot of success in doubles. Kari and Jaden are the number two team in the country. Um, and yet, late in the season, you make that choice to split them up. And obviously, Andre and Jaden are having a ton of success. Kari and MK are having a ton of success as well. What led to that shift in the lineup? Yeah, I just felt like we were getting a little bit flat in the doubles. I just had a little bit of sense of mixing it up there at the end of the Big Ten season and, and see if we could maybe get our three doubles a little bit stronger, which I actually feel like we did. Um, with Kari down there and Kari and MK have done unbelievable for us at three. Um, so now I feel like we have, we have the right doubles lineup, um, moving forwards into the tournament. And I was maybe going to change it back. It's just, it worked. And, um, I, again, I think it's the confidence that they all have in the doubles. I could have made three totally different teams. I think it would work. Um, they're just expecting to win it. And that's, that's a big piece of, um, you know, being pretty tough in doubles. Yeah. And you know, I, I am looking, you know, you mentioned not having a hole in the lineup and certainly the numbers would reflect as much. I'm curious in all the success and for listeners that don't know, again, 24 and three overall 13 match winning streak. I will repeat that as frequently as possible. If that helps you get an additional bonus, by the way, just tell me if you need me to say it again, just give me a finger up and I'll remind everyone. I'll add that to my contract. I like yeah, that. <laughs> exactly. Um, What's been the biggest surprise about this group to you this year? Have there been any surprises in coaching this team? Because, again, I'm sure you brought back a lot of faces. I'm sure you knew what to expect from this group in some sense. But have there been any surprises for you along the way? Yeah, I don't know if there's a surprise. You you know, Lily Jones comes in and has done incredible for us. I think, you know, you get a freshman and you really don't know. I I knew that she's a great player, um, but she's a great team kid as well. Um, and is fit into, you know, the team and they all get along with her. She's probably the most chill kid you could ever have on a team, which, um, you know, nothing bothers Lily, which is, is nice to be around, but I don't know that I'm surprised. I just think we've gotten a really good start at the beginning of the year. We scheduled very tough. Um, and you just don't know, um, you know, how, how things are going to pan out at the beginning. So, I mean, um, it's a pleasant, I shouldn't say it's a surprise, but we, we, had some really good wins to start, and we're sort of very confident group right now. What's less surprising, Julia going into the third or Gala down a set in a break? <laughs> They're about the same. I'll get yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I they all. I, I want them, you know, win the first set. Let's let's get done in two, but I'll take three sets if, if you don't win the first set. But, yeah, if that's the pathway, um, it has to go. Well, I am curious again. I, I want to ask a little bit about everyone. Jaden and Kari up top, not only the success they've had in doubles, but in singles as well. You look for Jaden, despite battling through injuries all year, 12 and 6 this season, Kari 12 and 4 in dual match play. Talk to me about the tone those two set, not just at the top of the lineup in matches, but in practice every day as well. Yeah, there are there are leaders. Um, you know, they they lead by example. We have it's not just them. You know, our younger kids lead, everybody works hard, but those two at the top of the lineup. 
um, have done incredible. Um, you know, I've said it before, they play so differently. So I feel like, you know, we're, we're tough to play at the top as well. Cause you don't know, you know, who you're going to get. Um, now you do in the tournament, but, um, they're just so different. Um, Jaden's a little more vocal on the court. Um, Kari, you know, just is going to make you beat her. It's very difficult, but, um, we have great leaders and they are two of them. They care so much about Michigan. Um, and we're just, you know, excited to be in this place where we're playing on Saturday at home and um, in front of our fans, and and we're going to go for it. What does it mean to you to have that Super Regional at home? I know these past two years with COVID and the Big Ten self-scheduling in 2021, what that does for the rankings in 2022, you haven't had the opportunity to play any NCAA tournament matches at home. You get three of them this year. You also get three of them on the men's side as well. You know, one of, what, less than five programs in the country to have that. What does that say about the state of Michigan tennis? Yeah, it was fun last weekend, you know, have the men here and to be be here with them. And you know what Ann Arbor is. I mean, the yeah. fans are fantastic. We had a great crowd um, over the weekend supporting us. Um, it's huge. You know, it's going to be a, an advantage for us. We're going to use the crowd um, and hopefully get through. But it's nice to sleep in your own beds. It's nice not to have to travel anywhere. Um, we're going we're gonna to be at home. We're going to be comfortable here. Um, and we're going to go for it. So um, hopefully this is the first of many years that we can um, be at home and, and continue this playing in front of our fans. I've asked you this before, maybe off mic. I don't know if we've had this conversation on it. Are you someone who monitors the rankings closely throughout the course of the year? And, you know, again, in terms of scheduling, because the more I follow college tennis, the more I realize from the coaching perspective, it kind of is a math game. And like, you know, if you're a team in a race for a top eight, top 16 seed to get into the NCAA tournament, why not just keep like two dates in your back pocket and then, you know, you call Paige and like, hey, April 6th, we're going to come down to Miami. You guys come up here and if we whoever wins, it's great. And if we lose, there's no punishment. Like, I guess how closely are you monitoring those rankings and are, will you be scheming the schedule more moving forward to kind of, you know, again, pad your place? Yeah, um, I, I mean, I do look at it for sure. I'm, I'm following it. I do not keep. Um, any dates open to kind of slam a match in there to try and, you know, break into it. Um, you know, we, we have our schedule in front of us and we have to take advantage of our opportunities. If we don't, then we have to go on the road. Yeah. Um, and maybe we shouldn't be hosting. Um, I think this year we totally deserve to host. Um, we put ourselves in position, but we're not going to add matches late in the year, um, play a double header or anything like that. Um, I schedule, we got the 25 matches next year is already done. Um, and we're going to play the toughest schedule we can anyway, um, and hopefully take him, take advantage of the opportunities in front of us. Did you like, I mean, I know again, only three losses this season, two of them came on the trip. I swear I'm being nice though. Um, the, the Florida trip, you know, mid-March, the trip out West to Pepperdine, is that something you'll explore, you know, those sorts of trips more moving forward? Did you like what you guys got from that this year? Yeah. I mean, we'll always do that. Um, yeah. we're going to go and play. You know, we got to get outside. Um, you know, you hear it all the time. Yes, our weather is is tough. Um, but it also makes us, I, I feel like it makes us tougher, though. Yeah. You know, we have difficult, um, you know, we could be outside and then an hour later we could be inside or you just don't know where you're going to be. So our girls are tough in that sense. Um, Florida was a tough match for us. I don't want to take anything from them, um, but we didn't play great, to be honest. 
um, but they're very good. Um, and you, you see that from their um, record. But yeah, I mean, it's it's something that we're always going to do. We're going to put ourselves in situations that are tough and go across the country and play the best um, and get outside as much as we can. But um, yeah, I'm just <laughs> excited where we are at this point. Yeah, and obviously coming up this weekend, you guys have the Sweet 16. You're taking on a Virginia team you faced during the uh, at the National Indoors. That was a 4-2 win in that match. Obviously, a lot has changed in the five months, four months since for both teams. You know what? What can we expect from that match? What do you? How do you use this week to prepare for the girls? Yeah, I mean we're excited about Virginia coming here. Um, they're a challenge for sure. Um, they've had a great year, and we're going to have to play our best. I know that um, a lot of the matchups are going to be different, so it's going to uh, be a different match, but. You know, all week, we're just going to prepare like we have. We're not going to change anything. Um, we're not, you know, going five hours a day because we're out of school. I mean, we're we're going to make sure we take care of our bodies um, and then hopefully play loose. I think that's going to be the key to whoever wins that match is going to be the looser team who um, can handle the pressure of it. Any matchups in particular you're looking forward to in the rematch? I mean, they're all, I'm trying to think if any of them are the same. Um, yeah. I'm looking across. I mean, I yeah. think, no, I think they're all, oh, actually, Subhash might Brown, play Jaden. Brown and Subhash are the same. Yeah. Um, but that might be it. So, yeah, um, yeah it's like, a, it's a new match. And yeah. it's a couple months later, like you said. Um, so we're going to, we're going to have to play well. I, sure. I know. I mean, we've, we've seen them, but it's different matchups and you just never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, for because you've played in Sweet Sixteens before, obviously, how does the preparation differ when you get to be at home? Like, how much easier really is it? I'll tell you after this weekend because we haven't done it before. <laughs> we, That's true. Yeah, we haven't done it. We went to Georgia a couple years ago and yeah. played them a tough match. I mean, it was a great atmosphere. The place was packed. Um, they were not they were not cheering for us, but it, you felt like you were in a big time match. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we'll have the fans out here for that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm certainly happy not traveling, you know, this week and we're, it's like a home match, right? It's, we're treating it like a home match. We're not doing anything different. It's just another home match. We've got Virginia coming in, um, and we're going to be ready. Is, do you prefer that? Do you like these super regionals? I mean, you've gone on the road and now you get one at home better than a final site. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I liked it when we went to Georgia. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. I'm not sure. I think it's tough for schools that have to travel. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a short turnaround. I do think it's tough. Um, if we do move the individuals to the fall, I think we kind of defeated the purpose of making it just eight teams at the final site, Mm -hmm. um, to shorten that event. So I would maybe want to go back to the 16. Um, so it just depends, you know, at Michigan, I feel like we're going to have a good crowd and I feel like a lot of the places will, I think Iowa state should have a great crowd. Mm-hmm. North Carolina will have a great crowd. So it will be a good, um, you know, college atmosphere. I just, I'm just not sure at this point with the individual possibly moving. Yeah, no, it's, it's too soon to tell, but I, I am excited again. It, it's a fun weekend for schools like Michigan, like the Georgias of the world who get the, you know, the Texases of the world who have those double matches because it's a weekend full of tennis. And I think for all those communities, you just, I, I don't know, are they more likely to travel to Orlando or go to the local mat? Like that, that's the crux of the question. Right. And, and I think 
you know, Orlando is now Wednesday, I think the, yeah. the quarters. So who, you know, it's tough. I don't know how the Friday, I thought, it, I thought it was Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, I guess there's yeah. a day off now. So we'll just see how that, that is. And like, no, not that. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting again to watch it all unfold. As we look towards Lake Nona, and I asked this question to all the coaches during the National Indoors. I think our fans enjoyed it, so I want to ask all the big brains again. You think there's a clear favorite right now? 16 teams remaining, clear favorite for the title? Are you saying I have a big brain? I absolutely. Another coach. compliment, huh? <laughs> um, I don't know if there's a favorite. I think there's 16 teams left. Um I, I actually don't see why we can't advance and put some pressure on these teams. I really believe that. I think our girls believe that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's wide open. Um, I think when you asked me that in the indoors, I said North Carolina. Um, but I'm not I'm not sure at this point yeah. who that favorite is. Um, I'm going to put Michigan in the hat. I, I think there's 16 teams out there that believe they can do it, that are still practicing this week and ready to play. So, um I think it's it's going to be fun to watch. It's yeah, it's a little different when you've made ten finals in eleven years and won you know four straight indoor titles and seven in eleven or whatever it is. You've earned the right to be the definitive favorite, but you know, because uh, I know you're also a fan of college tennis as much as you are coach of Michigan. What was your reaction watching last weekend? Auburn plays a couple of four three matches, beats Miami and you know Duke, UCLA. That four three thriller. What does that say about the state, uh, the current state of college tennis? Yeah, I followed all those matches. I love it. Um, it just shows the parity, right? I yeah. think anybody can beat you know another team on a given day. Um, it's so close now. I mean, from you know the top to the bottom of the lineups, you just don't know. And there's at this point in the season, people are, you know, banged up and everybody, nobody feels a hundred percent. So it's going to be the team that kind of can get to that finish line um, because ten of the tennis season really starts in September and these kids don't have a break. So it's going to be the healthiest team. It's going to be the toughest team. Um, and that's going to be the team that's holding the trophy at the end. It feels like this year, like we're going to look back. And I think I said this in another interview I did as well. We're like, you know, I'm not saying the 2025 national champions aren't going to be really good, but like we'll look back and be like, yeah, but in 2023, Gala played six for Michigan. And like just it feels like we are in a heightened era where any other season, you know, your your team might be the unequivocal national championship favorites with the sort of depth you have. And yet because of the depth we see everywhere like this year, that's not the case. I'm trying to make a broader pitch for why fans need to tune in for the rest of this tournament. I just feel like the teams are actually better this year. Yeah, I mean, the level all the way down the lineup is is unreal, really. Um, I played a long time ago, and, you know, the four through sixes were not what they are now. You know, maybe the top was pretty good, but, you know, the lower kids were not Galas or Serdans or anybody that you see on these other teams. So... Um, I mean, the level is really high. I mean, you see Schneider at NC State, you know, getting, I mean, she's one of the best players in the, in the world and she's, you know, having some good matches in college. So that will tell you the, the level of college tennis. I mean, it's, it's, these kids are skilled, um, you know, all the way down the lineup. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, I think college tennis is in a great, great place. 
I remember watching Gala playing Redelick in the Pepperdine match and being like, how is this a five? Like this, right. it, like in no world does this match belong on a court that says number five singles because, yeah, the quality is immense everywhere. I mean, again, well known how good you were. I've known for a long time how good you were during your college career. Uh, that's uh, that's a fact that's been known for me forever. Is that, you, you sort of alluded to it there, it's the depth, right? It's that five, six are now players who go into the pros and are pretty quickly into the top 600, 500 in the world? Well, the depth is there. Um, I think you have more international kids coming over, um, which has, you know, changed that a little bit with the depth. I think there's just so much more money going into tennis from, I'm not going to tell you the years I played, but um, (laughs) it's just, you know, 1995 to eight. When's that? 95 to 98. Oh, you! I got you're a few yeah. years off. No, I I know the real years. I'm I'm, okay. I'm telling our listeners ninety five okay. to ninety eight. Okay, just, good. Okay, that works. I love you. Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm still twenty nine too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll celebrate uh, twenty eight together this year. Um, yeah. No, it just it it is. It's crazy uh, the level we see. And again, this is a really good group. I'm curious from a coaching perspective. I know how focused you are on this year. And again. This is a really good team that can do things this season. A lot of this group is coming back next year as well. Has there been, like, as you've approached coaching this year, knowing you're going to have this group together for a while, have you taken a, I don't know, a a multi-year approach, maybe a more broad approach than you would in other seasons? Yeah, I think I'm just looking at this year. Okay. You know, we just want to finish strong, and you really can't look ahead because you don't know. Um, kind of what that's going to look like. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, we get a lot of our kids back, mm-hmm. but again, it's, and I can't stress this enough with this group. I really enjoy this group um, a lot. I mean, obviously I enjoy them because we've been pretty good this year, <laughs> Sure. but it's, it's just a, it's a fun group to be around. Um, and, you know, Taryn and I talk about it a lot. I mean, we, this is one of the groups that I've probably enjoyed the most that I've been at Michigan. So um, and that's that's a huge part of it. You know, you want to go to work and enjoy your job. And I have I have certainly enjoyed this group this year. Yeah, it's been a pleasure for all of us to watch as well. I'm curious, again, more broadly, big brain, Ronnie Bernstein. That's what everyone <laughs> says about her. Great doubles player in her college career. Great singles player. So just an outstanding college player. That's the first thing they say. Then big brain. Um, you know, again, with looking around the college tennis universe, there's been a lot of great stories. Is there a team, a coach, a player outside of your program this year that stood out to you that you've been following? I'm just, I'm curious what all of you coaches have been seeing from this season. Yeah, I just think, you know, there's schools that maybe haven't been in the mix before that are, I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm super impressed with Iowa State. Um, what an incredible job he's done. And um, it's not that they shouldn't be good. They just, you know, they haven't been one of the schools that you would say, you know, with the with the, you know, schools that have been successful in the past. I think that is a great story. Um, you know, there's a lot of them. Everybody's working hard. These coaches are working so hard um, to get better, and it's a huge challenge. So, um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch, and um, I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of it and be even mentioned in some of these um, conversations. Mm-hmm. It is crazy we talked about the depth at four five and six it's the depth of a team that's ranked 30th 40th 50th those are really good teams and 
yeah, it 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 makes the college landscape, I think, really fun for all of us fans to enjoy. Obviously, there's a big change coming in the college landscape. Are, will you reapproach next fall in preparation for 2024? Like, are you going to change how maybe you schedule things with the individual tournament moving? in 2024 this is really the last regular fall do you start to think about those things already yeah i don't think i'm going to change too much i mean i i'm not really sure i haven't sort of studied kind of what they're going to do with that um because you have kids that still need to play matches in the fall you know maybe some of the lower lineup kids you know if you have eight to ten kids you want to get kids matches so we're still going to try and play the tournaments that we play and get a ton of matches in um, so I don't know that I'm going to change to try and figure out how to get kids in the individuals. We're just going to kind of do what we do and, and hope they, you know, are successful in those, those tournaments account. So, um, right now I, I probably will not do much different. Mm-hmm. No, like, I'm like, I'm worried about the state of the NC state plus one. Like that's a great event. It's got to right. stay that, that half the NCAA tournament field plays that event and gets yeah. in there. Like, I hope that, you know, continues that events, you know, we're a part of that. I mean, the girls get five amazing matches. Um, yeah, I, I don't plan to change it. We'll see, you know, as it goes. I think it's going to be a trial for everybody to try and figure out how to manage that of getting the kids in the events that possibly help them um, qualify and also getting your kids um, matches to get ready for January. I am very much looking forward to following the results. And regardless of what happens this weekend, you will have some individuals in Orlando. So I know I will see you there as I will be there as well. But uh, obviously, Coach, congratulations to you on the team. Fantastic 2023 season that is still ongoing. I'm wishing you uh, success, of course, and luck this weekend. And always a pleasure getting the chance to chat. I appreciate you so much, Alex. Thank you. Yes, of course. I'll say it. Go blue. Go blue. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hope all of you enjoyed this edition of our 2023 NCAA Sweet 16 Press Row. A massive thank you to every player and coach who participated in this series. We're all excited for the home stretch of the 2023 NCAA season. Hopefully these episodes help all of you feel more prepared for the impending action. Speaking of which, if you need to catch up on anything that's happened in this NCAA tournament, Tuesday, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, we'll have episodes of The Deciding Point recapping everything that that's happened to date. Of course, we'll also have coverage of the Sweet 16 Friday, Saturday on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. We'll have coverage of the quarterfinals of the D1 event. We're also going to start to work in some D2, D3 coverage as well. So rest easy, college tennis fans. We have you covered with coverage of everything that'll happen down the stretch of this 2023 season. Of course, a shout out here at Crack Rackets to the man who makes all of that possible. Our super producer, Daniel Westoff, who has a f- of an editing job to do day in, day out. A shout out as well well to our dear friends at Turna for their support 
Turner Tough, best grip in the business. You can find it wherever you shop for your tennis supplies today. With all of that said, for our fantastic guest, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, our friends at Turner, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. Talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.